Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is good, everybody? It is your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again. How are y'all feeling today, Chicago? Um, Good to be back in the podcast studio. Always good to be back. Got a special guest here. Before I introduce our guest, though, let's get the announcements out of the way. Uh, First off, shout out to everybody who has supported the YouTube page um, we just hit over 500 subscribers. Um, I think we are like 515 now or something like that. Something like that. Um, Last Bears video is doing crazy numbers right now. So we appreciate y'all for everything y'all do. So, like we said in the beginning, when we started this, y'all support us. We support y'all back. So we are going to be doing a giveaway. Uh, talking $50 gift card. $100 gift card, and of course, some Chicago sports tickets, because this is a Chicago sports show. Uh, if you are new to the page, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We appreciate everybody. Um, and then I also want to give you guys a heads up. Um, close friend of mine, uh, Eric Zamora, his father was in a motorcycle accident, and so they're going to be doing a benefit for Jimmy Zamora. Um, that is going to be on February 22nd in 2020. Um, right now it's, it's slated at the Bridgeview Community Center. Uh, it's going to be from 4 to 10. Uh, there'll be f- food, um, a band, uh, cash bar, refills, all that good stuff. Um, so please come out. Please support. Um, he had, you know, some critical um, brain uh, injuries and stuff like that. So we really want to get as much support as we can for him. Uh, pricing and all that will become available as um, soon as we know more information. Now... To the show, to the moment we all been waiting for. Uh, want to introduce to you guys, some of you may recognize him, Corey Mays. Uh, Corey is the NFL alumni president, right? Of yes. Chicago chapter. Yes. Of the Chicago chapter. He is also a former star linebacker for Notre Dame. Um, played. I'll take that. I'll hey, take listen, that. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I remember that season. I actually, so this was wild. Um, my pops, like, he had all this Notre Dame stuff because he grew up a Notre Dame fan. Went to Alabama for some reason. I don't know what that was about. But grew up a Notre Dame fan. So I actually think, and I text him today. He said he got to look. I'm pretty sure we got a poster. And I think you're on it because I think it's from the 2005 season. Or okay. 2004, 2000, somewhere in yeah, there. 2005. So, and I'm pretty sure it was hanging in my room for most of my life. <laughs> 
And it was uh This is special, man. It, it was it was it was it was I thought about it literally today and I was like, Don't we have like two or three Notre Dame posters from that season? And he was like, Yeah. I was like, check and see if we got Corey on there, because I think that poster was hanging up in my room. I think it was it was uh Everything's full circle, man. Man, it's crazy. It's <laughs> mad crazy. It's mad crazy, especially meeting you at the uh the Met Gala. Exactly. Um Exactly. It was it was a dope experience. Uh, Corey came out, supported for uh, the Met Gala for I can't think of dystrophy. Um, yeah, muscular dystrophy. Muscular dystrophy. Thank you. Um, walked in with some of the young people there. You know, took a bunch of photos. He was there with the biggest smile in the room. Um, so I had to come over and talk to him, and he was mad Pat cool. tried to roll up on me all dapper in his suit. And Bruh, him. listen, said, hold on. You was the freshest man in the room. Check him out, man. Check him out. You were the freshest man in the room. I got to come out and do this show. Hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for coming on, man. I really do. I really do. Um, especially in such a big week um, because – on this show, of course, you know, it's me going off, Ringo going off on a rant. Ringo couldn't be here this week. He, a little, he out of town, so he was a little salty. Um, didn't expect you to come on. So he was like, are you serious? I was like, well, you missed out. But <laughs> a huge week for the Chicago Bears. You are a Bears fan. Yes. Yes at heart. South side. South side. You grew up in Chicago. Yes. Um, just let's get this out the way in the beginning. What do you think the chances are they actually make the playoffs this season? Look, you never know what can never happen uh, once you <laughs> you put those pads on mm-hmm. and it's game day. Um, you know, you got the Cowboys, you got the Packers, mm-hmm. you got the Vikings left, and um, who else is someone else with a winning record? The Rams. Well, they still in the they still in the the hunt. No, 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 no. I mean, they have left to play this season. Oh, oh, left to play. Oh, Kansas City. And Kansas that's a City. tough one. That's a tough one. Look, that's a tough one. <laughs> look, anything is possible. They can string some together. I mean, you look at the games they played this year. It hasn't been. I think New Orleans Saints was the biggest yeah. one uh, with a, a margin, biggest victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the rest of the games have been pretty close. Now, yep. now, when you watch when you watch this team, because you you like I said, you're a linebacker. Do you watch games still in that football mode? It's hard to not watch it like that so, because you like you've done countless hours just analyzing film. Right. So now, you, when you look at it, you're like, uh, it's annoying to be around your friends and watch it. <laughs> just, well, you see that safety didn't come down, or this lineman didn't do this, and it's just like, shut up. <laughs> you know. So you so for me. You know, I just try to be a fan sometimes right. and just watch it. But it's 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 difficult not to analyze right. and look at things. So you so with this defense, and we're seeing uh, we we heard that Akeem Hicks is coming back, but not for this game. You got Zeke coming up the middle. How big is it for those guys in the middle to have to step up? Because Zeke, they gonna run him right at that nose. Well, I mean, this is Bears' de- defense, but you yeah. know the thing is, the Cowboys have turned into more of a passing team now, right? And they've stopped really—I don't want to say stopped, but they haven't been feeding Zeke the ball as much. And you know, I, you know, it, it is what it is. If Dak can throw for three hundred yards plus, you know, I guess you're gonna try to let him do that. But I mean, you got a, you know, ninety million dollar running back. You know, I think you would be feeding him the rock as much as possible, but a lot you know, of money for a running back, bro. That's a lot of a money. Lot of money but, for a running back. But I mean, he's, <laughs> he's definitely earned it, right? He so, for sure. So I mean, at a certain standpoint, we don't know what 
that's the thing about being a fan. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. as far as is there an issue with the blocking schemes or Lyman Hurd, or is it just easier to do they see weaknesses in other teams as far as passing the ball or other teams are so fearful of Zeke that they creep up and we think we can get them in the passing game. So right. those are those things that you don't think about. So, I mean, I, I really hope the Bears secondary is ready to go. Uh, and get some picks for sure, for sure. Now, now with that defensive mind, when you watch, because because I've seen, you know, fans are losing their mind. They're like, Khalil Mack hasn't recorded a sack in like five games this season. Like, what's yeah. wrong with Khalil Mack? When you watch the game and you see what Khalil Mack is going through, because when I, as a fan, when I see him, I'm like, what y'all want this man to do? He got two linemen and a, either yeah. a running back or a tight end coming up to chip him. Where do you put the blame on the lack of pressure that the Bears defense has created up front? Is it is it on Mac or is it on, you know, Leonard Floyd well, or some of those well, other guys? Well, you have to realize that other teams have had a whole offseason to game plan and look at your team. Right. So now they're trying to find a different way to scheme you. Right. It wasn't like last year. It was just like, you know, Khalil Mack has been on the West Coast. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been terrorizing people, but it's been on the West Coast. And, you know, not everyone sees those games. Now, last year was a prime opportunity for him to shine. So now people are trying to, you know, make sure they can get on him <laughs> quick. But the difference is, though, too, is you're leaving your defense out there so much. Right. You know, you have three and outs on offense or you have, you know, drives that, that stall. So, you know, you have to realize you don't create a lot of those opportunities for him to shine. If you can just continue to run the ball and the game is close, it's different when you're trying to play from behind and, you know, you got to air out. Now, you you mentioned the offense. Where are you on Trubisky? First off, where where do you feel? How do you, how do you feel about him as our quarterback moving forward? I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's <laughs> you know I think a lot of things um, were present last year. People could see it, right? But I think some things were masked masked because of uh, the defense and creating turnovers yeah. and creating short fields yeah. and. Um, and scoring on defense as well. Those were points. Uh, a lot. You know? <laughs> a lot. So, uh, I don't know if he's right for the system or the system is right for him. I think he's an athletic quarterback. I think he has a lot of talent. Uh, just sometimes, you know, you come into the league, you don't know the situation you're going to be in and, and the system. You might be great in one system, and then another system, you're complete, like, the juice at the bottom of a garbage dumpster, <laughs> you're that. You know, so – you have to. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they'll if they'll move on from him. But I know they they spent a lot of money. So, a lot. I, I mean, that was oof. That was a move number to two, move up. Number two for a guy that started thirteen games. Will in Will college. he go? Will if if nah? I I say if because I tell everybody they they always be like you you a Trubisky hater you a Trubisky. I support Mitch because if Mitch is playing well, mm-hmm. my team is playing well. But if Mitch is playing bad, I'm going to call him on it. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. So is there something in your mind? Like for me, week to week, I'm different. Last week, Mitch had a great game against the Detroit Lions. What? Well, let me tell you that back. Mitch had a great half against the Detroit Lions. The defense has given up 400-plus yards a game. But he came out. He did what he had to do to get his team a win. Can you – Based on how he finishes this season, would it change anything for you with him going forward? Like, okay, maybe he is a franchise quarterback. Like, if he come out and ball against Dallas, 
I mean, I, I mean, that's how you got to look at it. I mean, if it comes out in balls, yeah, everybody's back on the train. And everybody's like, okay, you just had a couple of rough months. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> so that's just how things go, right? Yeah. Like, you know, fans, you know, as soon as things turn around, everybody's feeling positive. It feels warm and fuzzy inside again. Right. But in this situation, you know, it's, it's, it's a it's, franchise quarterback. Because at this point, you, you're looking at, all right, well, if we keep him around – well, next year you don't have to pick him up, but at some point you got to pay yeah. him. But I, I think though, also is there something else behind the scenes with the scheme? Yeah. Does the scheme not work out? Do we have the the rest of the players to complement him right. as well on offense? So those are also things to think about. You know, is you know, are the receivers catching the ball? You know, Man, the, that's a big one. The, is the line blocking the way they need to block? You know, those those things all go hand in hand. You know, and is the coaching is it too much ego? As far as just trying to put in a system or trying to work with the talent that you have and and move your system and evolve your system around that. So what's the best thing you think the Bears can do coming into this game against Dallas tomorrow? Because Dallas, it's, they're not the Detroit Lions on defense. <laughs> so what do you think the best thing should they should uh, uh, Nagy finally just be like, listen, we got to give David Montgomery 150 carries. <laughs> And just ride him out this game, or do you got to rely on Mitch's arm to win this game? I think you need a complimentary game. So, yeah. I mean, all three phases of the game really, I think, need to show up. You, you need to be in special teams. You need to, you need to Shout get out the Cordero ball. Patterson this season. You need to get the ball through those two lines, <laughs> oh my through God. that little H. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's been an issue. But, I mean, on offense, consistently move the ball, keep your defense off the field. And on defense, create a couple of turnovers. I think it will be a dog fight. It's Thursday. It's a Thursday night game, which really sucks. But at least they had a Thursday night game the week last before, week, yeah, so yeah. they're able to, uh, you know, get some time together. Was Thursday know? night a thing when you played in the in the league? Did uh, they have Thursday I think it was, night games? It was, uh, I think started? it was at that point. It was just Saturday. 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 Oh you know, later God. in the season, the yeah, Saturday games, yeah. but uh, even that sucked. Yeah, y'all. y'all so, so that and that, and I've asked a few people that um, the the short week. Well, oh, it's garbage. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's like, terrible. How do you I mean, prepare you, for that? I mean, you you know, you realize you're off Tuesday. Wednesday's that first day of practice and Thursday's that second day. Right. So to go to play a game on Thursday and then if you're the traveling team, you've had no practice that week, really. You're really just doing kind of walkthroughs mm-hmm. and maybe jogging around a little bit because your body is still extremely sore. You Ooh. haven't even worked any of those kinks out. Right. So to go play a whole game is – is is really crazy, you know, especially on the Sunday and right after a Sunday game, you know. Man, no lie, I got some turkey bowl football in this year, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't know how players <laughs> do this for sixteen weeks because they look at me, they're like, you're tall and like weigh some weight, so play the line. I'm like, what? So I'm pushing. I'm I'm and I'm like, I don't know how grown men do this. Oh man, for it's, sixteen it's a grind, weeks man. It's a, a grind, season, but that's why you had an off season to prepare yourself, and you have training camp to prepare yourself because. Yeah. You know, physically, your body kind of becomes numb to it a little bit. I mean, you're sore, you're hurt, you're banged up. Yeah. But it's more of a mental, a mental grind than anything. You know, because each week, you got to be on it. You know, there's a new team, new roster, new scheme. Like you don't have time to ease into it. Like let's go, we got to go, we got to do it. Right. You know. And and from uh, uh, I don't know if you know John Yurkovich, um, he on ESPN 1000. I was talking with him. He was like, they will, the team will leave you behind. Yeah. He was like, when I played. And and he played in like 
two-a-days was a thing still. Like, that you were out there in the heat. He played in Jacksonville. He was yeah, like, buddy. if you're hurt, you're you're on the team, but, like, as they say, you're you not on the, the club team. club in the tub. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're out of here. I mean, there, this isn't college. You're not on scholarship. I mean, there's they bring in guys every week to work out. I mean, it's kind of funny. You're in the locker room. You see, you know, maybe five, ten guys coming in to work out. You're like, who are they trying to replace? Right. <laughs> and you're trying to go look and see, you know, what positions they play, or, you know, whatever's going on. Because you just don't – you never know, right. you know, what's going on. So, you know, it's it's a grind, man. It's a grind. It's that's, it's it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Did you get some turkey bowl in this year? You, you still play? You still play a little bit? No, I watched it. You watched <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it on TV. You just, you just watched Okay, okay. No, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, I I, – I, I, I haven't played football like real football in a long time. I was like, I respect every professional athlete ever. That's like I'm 25 years old, and I feel like I can't stand. And I was playing two hand touch, <laughs> so it was uh, it was wild. It was wild. We won't speak on it. A lot of Advil, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So back to the 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 Dallas game. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Bears got to win out at this point. Yeah. How hard is that? Four games in a row, W's. I mean, and, and you look at what their schedule is, it ain't against what we faced last year where it was like, oh, you kind of got this guy banged up. You kind of got this guy banged up. When you're looking at a schedule like this and you know, all right, we got to win these yeah. games, is there is there – you got to take it – is it really the game-by-game mentality? Really, or, really, really, it's game by game anyway, from yeah. week one all the way through. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one thing that people forget about uh, in life, in every aspect of life, right? Yeah. Uh, is the process, yeah. right? Like when you want to go lose weight or you want to cook a meal, like you don't think of the whole meal. You start, you know, little by little. When you want to lose weight, you start little by little. You know, little ways here, one day. Right. You know, you take it one day at a time, right. one week at a time. So you don't get overwhelmed about it, you know, because at the end of the day, you got four quarters. You got to go out there and you got to win that week. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go on to the next one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously uh, Kansas City is who they are. And yeah. uh, Minnesota, um, beat Minnesota already this year. You got the scheme for that. Not, and it's Kirk Cousins. So, it's you know, Kirk Cousins. In my opinion, you know, like, they're the king of the choke. They're not the same team as they were, you know, beginning of the season as yeah. you are at the end, you yeah. know. And Green Bay is obviously Green Bay and they're rolling, but – any given week, man, it's, these are NFL players. So when the scheme matches up or someone gets hurt or mm-hmm. someone, something happens, you never know what's going to happen. So you have to go into that game believing you're going to win. And trust me, this team wants to win. You know, it's just, it, it is frustrating yeah. not to move the ball the way you want to and not score the way you want to. Yeah. And, and, it especially we we've heard players be very vocal this season because like you said they haven't moved the ball uh, yeah. uh, the way they want to of course you know and, and that's that's another reason you feel bad like like no disrespect to Jay but like Jay brought a lot of stuff on himself Jay Cutler brought like it was like all right like y'all bad but like you're also kind of a a hole like I don't really like you Trubisky is a likable guy so like when he's bad you almost feel bad for him but. The fans have started voicing that, and a lot of players have been upset by it. Where are you on middle of the game? Maybe, you know, the drive ain't going well, and we hear Bears fans start booing. Are you like, nah, I don't like that. I don't want to see that 
from well, my team. Or, I mean, as a player, I mean, obviously you don't want to hear that, you right. know, but sometimes inside you're like, boo, boo my damn self. You know, like, <laughs> but you know what? You have to you have to continue to play. Like a lot of it, man, the noise, the 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 uh Do you hear the it? crowd, you don't even hear it. No. Like you hear it, but you're like I got this 300-pounder in front of me or 250-pound. Yeah. Is it a problem like, if you're hearing I'm it? I'm focused on them. Is it know? a problem if you're hearing it? Because, like, Tariq Cohen, I think Eddie Jackson has spoken out. Uh, Akeem Hicks was on Waddle and Sylvie. He was talking about it. So it seems like they're hearing it. Does that mean kind of like, okay, y'all not really focused? Or is it just like the season's kind of going this way and you paying attention to well, everything? I think you, you get frustrated. Yeah. Like, you're going out there. You're practicing hard. Right. You're doing what you need to do. And then it's not translating on Sunday. So you're still frustrated. Yeah. So from that standpoint, you know, you're no one <laughs> no one wants to lose, especially having, uh, you know, a great year last year, a great regular season. So, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, you, you have to block all that out. Mm-hmm. But you're a human being. Of course. So, you know, stuff is written in papers. There's social media. There's so much stuff going on. You can ignore so much stuff. But your family reads that stuff. Your friends read that stuff. Yeah. You know, your teammates, you talk about stuff. You know, it's just it's just frustrating. I haven't been on a team where you're losing yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Like you feel like you're doing everything you can and it's still not good enough. You know, it you know, it's a blow to your ego too. You know? How how hard is it to to block that noise out? Because, you know, especially with social media today, but even just you cut on ESPN, like everybody watch ESPN. Especially if you just like sports. And they just happen to be talking about your team. How hard is it to just cut that channel off? It's actually very easy. Like it's, yeah. it's like it's second it's actually <laughs> having a conversation about noise. Um, my co-host on a show inside Notre Dame football, we okay. do a post game show, and he was talking about noise. Mm-hmm. And now that I told him, well, now I'm gonna think about this all the time now because it wasn't something I ever really thought about. Right. But you know, like I, you know, like. It, you hardly watch ESPN. You watch ESPN in the locker room or at the facility, but it's not really like, you know, you'll see stuff up there. You know, the broadcasters are talking about something. You're like, oh, I didn't know that was an issue. You know, you're laughing yeah. with your teammate talking yeah. about something. It's like, guys don't know what you're talking about. Right. So that's why, you know, it's like <laughs> things are kind of like a grain of salt a lot of times. And narratives have to get made up because that's that's just the nature of news and media and, and broadcasting, right? So. Not all the time, but a lot of times you got to sensationalize some things, you know, to keep people glued to the TV right. and to tune in. You know, yeah, I feel like the the, the media, Chicago media, especially did that a lot with um, when Trubisky said we try we got to try and get some of these TVs turned off in the building. It was like, come on, y'all knew what he meant. Y'all knew what he meant. Like he was saying, like we got to focus on us, not on what everybody else is saying about us. But it just it blew up. They were like, is he really in the building turning off TVs? Like. What do y'all I mean, do? I mean, you know, like <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it. Like I have to make up some news right. every single week. Right. And it's just not <laughs> something going on every day of the week, right? So you get that nugget, and you can run with that. Yeah. You know, you can run with that for the week, and that can be the theme, and that's what people can talk about. And is it a rumor of this? Is it there? That you know that those are the things that keep churning. But for the most part, people in the locker room, they're just like, look, we're we're, we're playing football, we're playing a game, and that's the thing you have to continue to try to simplify. You know, you know it's disappointing for fans, but it's just as disappointing for the players who are, who are down there, um, you know, putting in all the work. For sure, for sure. Um, it it was it was hilarious to me. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear uh, uh, the Akeem Hicks interview on Wild and Sylvie where he blew up at him? Mm-mm. 
Uh, let me see if I got it on here. We can add this in in post. Um, basically, um, Tom Waddle played for the Bears. Apparently, a lot of people don't know that. So I, I start saying that. Really? Um, <laughs> apparently, none of the current Bears do. Oh, okay. Because, like, I heard Prince of Mukamura on uh, with Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, um, and he was talking about, you know, Tom Waddle, and they were like, do you know who that is? And I was like, y'all really don't know, like, Bears history. But that was another thing I was going to ask you. When you come to a team, like, people expect you to know the history. Do they, like, sit y'all down and tell y'all, like, no? No, there's, the, there's they, no history. No like history. That. Okay, so th- I mean, that make me feel better because I feel like, like everybody was like, Akeem Hicks should know who Tom Waddle is. I was like, should he? Like, <laughs> Tom Waddle was I mean, a decent receiver in the 80s. <laughs> like, well, I think, you know, through media and everything else, but I think, you know, depending on who you are, where you're coming from, what region of the country you're from, you know, like you get thrust in. Chicago's a very unique city in which there's a lot of sports here. So you can get caught up in a lot of different names. You can get, I mean, there's a lot of people here that get love, you know, so, I mean, it's, you know, it happens. You can't know every single person, right. you know, that's ever existed. Right. You know, of all course. The time. Of course. Um, so here, here's basically what, what uh, went down with, with Akeem Hicks on Wild and Sylvia. I just want to get your thoughts on it. We're down right now. We know that. And we're fighting to get back up. So roll with us. We didn't do this on purpose. We didn't try to get ourselves in a situation. But we're doing everything that we can to climb out of this hole. So be supportive. You mean you didn't put your arm in between those two Raiders and it popped out a joint on purpose? I can't find... I, no, I'm joking. Hey, that's a joke. No, that's why I said I'm not joking. Well, I didn't mean it that way. Somebody's injury. No, no, I no, know. No, 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 no. I'm perfectly respectful. I'm perfectly respectful, but I tell you what. You will not joke. I'm sorry. Injury. I'm sorry. I did. I'm, hey, I, I, you I, have a blessed day. This is the last time I'm on this radio station. Uh, Akeem, I, are you serious? So... How do you feel about That's that? That's a bit much. Right How do you there. feel about that? I mean, that? you know, you know, he poked he poked a bear, so let's be honest. A literal whether, bear. Whether, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you when you do those things, you know, you're at you're looking for a reaction. And so for you to say those things and then say, Yeah, I'm joking. But like, dude, I'm really injured. I really got hurt, you know. So I mean, those things can go, you know, both ways, but that depends on the relationship. I got a relationship with you. Then I know you're coming from a good place. You're joking, whatever, whatever. But if I don't know you, if I just know you from media, like that's that's inappropriate. That's something that you know you don't you don't want to hear, it. especially as a player. You know, like that's it's, it wasn't well timed. I yeah. can say that. Yeah. You know? Okay. But you know, when I hear it, I'm like, I get the joke. You can tell he's being sarcastic, but it's still I get the sarcasm. Yeah. But in that moment, you know, it's, you know, every, everything's about timing, right? Yeah. Everything's always about timing. Yeah. So it's. And that's why I wanted to get your perspective on it, especially from a player, because when I listen to it, you know, I listen to Waddle every day. So I know how sarcastic he is. I could instantly tell he's joking. But how I was brought up, you can't you can't decide how somebody should react. Yeah. So a lot of people were going at Akeem, like, stop being a baby. Don't do this. You're, like, you're really not coming back to the show. And I'm like... That's how he heard it, you know. If you push me, and, I think, I and think then I punch you in the mouth, like you I can't decide I, I how. I think react. a lot of fans get caught up in and talking their trash. Mm-hmm. But if you were to come to their job and and talk about them, if you were to televise what they were doing, you know, as an accountant, like you messed up right there, you know, like yeah. they would not be able to handle that yeah. on such a large stage. So I mean, 
you know, it's it's easy for people to say, oh, you're soft or you're this, or you're that. But there's no way they come out on their grass and 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 say that. And say that. You know, like it's it is. What I'm it always is. amazed by the dudes that like talk junk to the players in the tunnel. I'm like, fam, this is a five star athlete. You really think he can't jump up there and like because take they, you they, out? Because, <laughs> because in essence, they know like nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. But I think it's you know it's it's really it's kind of really messed up. And I had this happen when I was playing. Yeah. Like, people will see you out and they'll come up to you. You know, on the street or in a restaurant or shopping, whatever the case may be, and they'll say something to you negative, and it's like, what do you think will be the next <laughs> course? They're of trying to get a check, there? almost like they—they yeah. they trying to I come mean, up and get you to do or, something, or just so they can have a story to tell to their friends or their buddies. Right. But to me, it's just like you know, there's there's never a win-win situation for that, and I know they've they talked about it last year with fans just doing. Outrageous things and saying it, it's getting outlandish. I, is that a social media thing? You think like people think because they got I that that like, barrier? I feel, like, I feel like fans have always been fans. Yeah, but I think with that social media, I think it's giving more bravery um, to things. But I feel like uh, fans have been fans. They've been they've been egregious yeah. for quite some time, yeah. which I think is a, a part of it, a part of that experience. So for most most athletes, is you know it's it's, it's no You're sweat, it right? Out. Like. You know, if you're a competitor, you rise to that level. Mm-hmm. But I think it depends on what is said, you know, and how fans go about it. Like dumping, you know, food on you or drinks. See, on that's you, that's outlandish. That's outlandish. You, throwing batteries at you, you know. Especially Who was the city football, that was throwing you know? batteries? I remember that. Uh, Philly. Philly. What what yeah. is up? With, well, it's Philly. So Philly. I mean, it's Philly. At the end of the day, the city of brotherly love, y'all. Um, it's it's so. How do you feel about because I've I've heard many players say like so Russell Westbrook for example mm-hmm. he always says there's a line you can't cross with me and I'll call you on it every time yeah do you think that's acceptable well I basketball think, a little different because they the fans are right there but I think it's really different and I think at a certain point you as a player have to think about your safety like mm-hmm. your your family's in the stands too right and I think for basketball it's different like football like. They they can know your face, but for the most part, it's fifty three people on the team, yeah. so you can kind of hide in the obscurity. But right. if you're kind of a big guy, people kind of notice you, especially in Chicago. Yeah, they, they think, oh, you you play or something. But for the most part, your face is covered. Right. Basketball, you're tall. You know, for the most part, you're tall, and we can see your face. Yeah. So I mean, they're way exposed. So you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and and the fans are all right. Like they they buy right tickets there. to like. I could if I, I mean, take one step, I'm in the game. <laughs> they literally sit right behind you, you know. And, yeah. and, you know, I, you know, that's, that's how far different. off is it uh, um, in the NFL? Is it stadiums different, or is there a specific? Yeah, there's a wall distance. there too. So, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, they're they're not they're not exactly sitting on the field right, right next to you. I right. mean, I couldn't imagine coming to the bench and a fan is right behind <laughs> me talking trash in my ear. You right. know, like that's that's crazy. But I mean, you could hear. I mean, they're. They're they you know, close enough you can hear they're, them. Yeah, they're close enough for you to hear them, but they're not touching me. Yeah. They can touch you in the NBA. You that's know, true. That's, this is true. The malice in the palace. Yeah, that, that was a wild day. <laughs> that was a wild day. I remember that day vividly. I was oh, at my right. granddad's house, and my Uncle Maurice came upstairs and was like, they fighting. Every TV in the house was on I'm that. Sure some people's jaws remember it, too. Ooh, I'm sure they still ooh. try to heal up. Bruh, that dude that was on the court and Stephen ooh. Jackson laid him out. Oh, my goodness. That was... Uh, that was a tough day. That was a tough day. Uh, 
Uh, if you are new to the channel, if you are new to the podcast, please subscribe. Please like the video, uh, especially if you're a Chicago sports fan, because we do talk Chicago sports weekly. And we appreciate y'all for showing us support, man. Man, man support been shown lately. Man, support been shown. Even by you, man. You hit me up. I'm trying to figure out which camera you're looking at. Um, Yeah. Either so, one. Either one. Top one okay. for sure. Top right. one for sure. This is the right. secondary. I never got a cue. I never got a cue. That's Q. my bad. We're, we <laughs> no, are, we're good. We are we're growing. Good. We are growing. We ain't got the full TV producer mindset yet, but we're growing. Hey, that's <laughs> why I wanted to be here, you know, and, and support it and, and be a part of it. Because I, I think this is... This is what what's needed, right? Yeah. Like you gotta, you you need that, right? You gotta help others and be organic, and yeah. and at least to you know, you never know what's the next step. I know? love it, man. I love it when you when you and I had hit you up uh, initially, and I, I, this is just me. I was like, I don't know if he vibing with me or not, uh, you know, because I had invited you to the pod, and I was like, no, nah, he mad busy, but he also was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And I was like, I don't know if he's coming through. But then you hit me up. Boy, I'm talking about I was on the phone with 10 people in two minutes. Like, yo, Corey coming through, y'all. It was like, who's Corey? I was like, oh, I ain't tell you. Don't worry about it. You'll see. <laughs> I think the thing for us to remember, too, and anything that we're building, because I'm an entrepreneur as well, so is is not to is to do that self-talk. Yeah. It's so easy to do that self-talk. So-and-so is busy. So-and-so is busy. I get in my head so Well, hell, you're busy too, right? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. We all got 24 hours. We all, we all got 168 hours in a week. 100%. We may be busy. You know, we all have our life things going on. But it's either going to be a yes or a no. 100%. You know, when we ask. And, it's, and no, it's, no, it's no animosity in it either. That's what I think a lot no. of people. A lot of people look at it like, oh, he didn't hit me back 10 seconds after I texted him. Why he hating on me? It's like no, like I, I'm a, I'm people living their lives. I'm a big believer <laughs> now. I mean, man, you got your life going on. You never know what happened. You never know what you know transpired in a few seconds. For We've sure. all gotten phone calls or text messages that have changed our day in a matter of seconds. Man, so you know, I don't, I don't get caught up in it. You know, like I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, like you take the emotions out of it, and you know, just keep things. Try to keep things black and white. Yeah. You know. For sure. Don't take it personally. I have no choice. My dad's white and my mom's black. So um, <laughs> that was a whole different vibe right there. That was, I, I throw it out there like a logic album whenever I can, you know. But <laughs> um, So you said that you do post-game for Notre Dame. Yes. I did not know that. What's that all about? Man, it's been, uh, it's been uh, my first season doing it. It's been tremendous. Yeah. Uh, it's been really cool. Yeah. Just like you know it with media and everything else in sports, man, it's intoxicating. So it's something I would I would I could do it for the rest of my life. Now you, know, you on just, you on the cable network or is yes. this for they specific Okay, yes. okay, killing the yeah. game out here. I see you kid. <laughs> see you. It's blessing on a blessing, man. That's so. that's awesome, man. That is awesome. So how 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 you feeling about their season so far, man? I mean it's in it too. Yeah. I mean it's it's been, you know, I don't know how you you know They've been at the same ranking for the past five weeks, <laughs> the whole month of November. Um, well, you know, you, you know, know they got their love for their five teams. It's not even that. Like, we've been at 15, like, the whole time. Facts. Like, Facts. I know the Michigan game was – I don't know. I No one has an explanation for the Michigan game. It is what it is. But right. for five weeks, we've been in the same position. Facts. We watched a number of people fall. Like, Michigan just lost to Ohio State. Yeah. Got blown out. Yeah. You know where they ranked? One spot above us. Are you serious? So, yeah. Are so I mean, it. I mean, it is what it is. So I mean, it's 
Now, Yo. is that is that because I've always wondered with Notre Dame because they still non conference, right? Yeah. So, I would feel like for Notre Dame because non conference you basically schedule your own games, right? Yep. I'm not even gonna start like I, I'm not a huge college football fan just because like in my mind I'm like if you win in games you should move up, but they base it off of like who you play. Yeah. So if you're is it on Notre Dame to pick better games? Like, no, not really. I, we need to play the Alabamas. We need to play the... Not really, because, I mean, on paper, the schedule was uh, legit. I mean, you, you think about it. You beat Georgia. You beat, Even if you beat Michigan, right. you're in a greater position right now uh, in the college football playoff scenario. Mm-hmm. But for the unique thing about Notre Dame is being able to pick the games and being able to uh, play people all over the country which has kind of been their mission and kind of how they got their notoriety right. is playing different teams all over the country instead of just being a regional team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when it's all said and done, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Do you, you know, think I, that hurts them, though, that they that they haven't gotten in a conference? Or is it just kind of like if we win and we win it? No, because I think um, – I'm just saying I, like I with, think, with, the, with the committee, I, think, I mean – I think when you have your schedule, if they're undefeated with the with the teams they try to put together every year now, you never know how teams are going to show up mm-hmm. every year as your opponents. But, you know, it, as a team, you know, on paper, you go undefeated, you're in a very great position, you know, because you're playing ranked teams. You're playing teams that, you know, are are um, some of the top 25 in the country. Of course. You know, so and you're not playing any F, FCS teams. Right. So you're playing all FBS teams. So not playing Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, okay. I'm sorry. That was my school. I had to take a job. A job at it. Hey man, they going bowling, man. Hey, listen. I I love I love Illinois, but it's it's look, man. It's, it's tough. It's tough I, to watch. I think it's, it's headed tough in the watch. right direction. I think you know. I don't know for whatever reason how you got away from recruiting the Chicago area. What you know, is that? What I don't is know. That? I know, feel like. like Every but major I mean, with school any culture change, I don't know the deal there. But with any, any coaching change, and I know they're getting back to it, but you know, you never know who's, you know, who has relationships, who doesn't have relationships. Man, a lot of this stuff is relationship based. Yeah, and being able to get kids, and, and you know, so you know, you want to see, you want to see U of I come back. You know, I I want to see. I I love U of I. That, that's that's the school. Like my my favorite moment. I think. It was 05. It was 05, or 06, was it? With Illinois, um, the basketball team, one of my favorite moments. I, I cried when they <laughs> lost. I legit, and my dad had to tell me, like, all right, listen, like, I know it's it's traumatic, but it's sports. Like, yeah. you're shedding tears over sports. Like, it's okay. Yeah, you got your love for your game, Oh, uh, I was I was bawling because I just – I knew we was winning. Boy, we had D. Brown. We had Darren. We, I was like, we squad. killing y'all. Had a squad. We killing y'all in that. But um, – I don't know why I went on that tangent at all. <laughs> but you oh, well, you got to get it out of here. I had, to, you know? I, I felt that. I felt. Yeah. I appreciate it's you. Better, being it's here, better. Man. It's better out. Hold <laughs> on to that stress. You know what? And I heart. think that's what's been my struggle for the rest of my life. Because like when Cody Parkey missed that kick, I just it, it's still in there. It's still in there. I, but I, you know what? It was blocked. Really? So you on the block train on that? It, is, is it? Is it? Hold on. Let me ask you this: Is it not on the kicker to get it high enough? Look, it was it's on the on the lineman to block. I mean, you at the end of the day, like it's blocked, it's tipped. Of course, of course, but it was such a it was such a low kick, or so so, so mugs mugs that I respect in the game. You know, Yurko, Waddle, all of them. They were like the kicker shouldn't have the ball that low. Kevin Butler, 
He was like, that's on him. He shouldn't have. Cody Parker shouldn't have had the ball that low. It shouldn't have been kicked that low, he's saying. Hey, I, I feel you. I feel you. But it's still blocked. But it's blocked. It's blocked. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, so so where where were you on all of that when Cody went on like Good Morning America and all that? How did, how was you you wasn't vibing with it or were you? Uh, hey, look, I don't. I you don't just know. want him to make kicks and shut up. You, <laughs> no, that's fine. You, I don't even know how you get a platform to go on Good Morning America and talk about that. You know, like it. Hey, more power to you. But <laughs> look, I'm gonna go disappear with my family for a and while. And got go back vacation. in the league. And miss kicks. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do my exit interview with the Bears yeah. and then go, uh, you know, sit on an island somewhere. Like, if if and he just don't get real quiet, if he doesn't do that, you think he just came back as a kicker because we was paying him a lot of money. I have no idea, but yeah. I, you know, again, how does that come about? Right. You know, like I would, I wouldn't want to go on that. But see, that's me personally. Right. I would, I would kind of. I'm an introverted heart, so I feel you. you know I would want to just kind of soak into the like the Homer Simpson. The me we be going to the bushes, going back into the bushes, you know, like you know, but yeah, That's, yeah, I feel that 100. percent I feel that 100. percent Now this season, Eddie Pinero, and and I'm speaking on a mental aspect. He started out strong, got the game winner for the Bears. Kind of has faded off. When you start making the consistent mistake, like we've seen Trubisky make the consistent mistake sometimes with the reads, Panero with the kicks, does it get inside your head? Or is it more, we? I just got to work harder. I just got to work harder. Absolutely. Or is it more mental? Is it more mental or physical? It's, it's psychological, right? I mean, you could do as much practice as you want. Right. But when it doesn't work, right. you know, you start – questioning yourself and now your confidence is shot and mm-hmm. now you start trying to do things you know overcompensating yeah. you know and you get lost you can get lost in that mentally you can just fade away and dissolve in that so i mean it's it's hard when things aren't going the right way you know the way you need it to go yeah is it hard to get back to to like the because ba- i feel like with trubisky we've seen the games where he plays best in my opinion is when matt is like look go out there Line up four guys. See what you see. We're going to run this offense. If and you don't see it, just do you. And that might Is be it hard he, to get back that to that? That might be what he needs. Yeah. Like, again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Sometimes you get overcoached. Mm-hmm. And so you're in a situation in which you're trying to think. They're telling you, stay in the pocket. Look downfield. Go through these re- – do this, do this, do this, do this. And now you're overthinking instead of you just going Plan. out and doing you yeah. and being natural. And I think that that happens to a lot of players. Yeah. You know, I've been in that position where I've been overcoached to do this, do this, do this. It's like and now all of a sudden I'm a robot. I can't do anything because right. I'm just – you got me overthinking about things I didn't ever really think about before, you know. Mm. That's, that, that's, that's, that's deep almost because it's like you're in, – in your mind you're thinking, all right, I need to get with the coaches. I need to work harder. I need to do and, and we've heard that Trubisky's doing all that. He's staying late. He's the last dude in there. He's the first dude in there. Is there a point where somebody like need to tell you or you need to tell yourself, like, I just need to chill out? Like, I need to like just calm down and just I think, like I think that's it's different, or different it, for everybody yeah. because he may not be in a situation where his confidence may be all time high. Right. We don't know that. But, you know, eventually somebody and that's the problem. Somebody has to see that to say that. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother perspective. And if everyone has the same tunnel vision, 
you don't have an outside view or outside perspective to come in and say, hey, remember, just get back to the basics. Like you're saying, and just play football. Just right. play out. Just go out there and play. Don't overthink it. But you also have the other team has a defensive coordinator who's probably giving looks, this, that, and the other. And if they have a formula to stop him and they figured out, you know, how to rattle him and how to confuse him, yeah. then it's like, you know, you can't really recover from that because you have to you have to have a different scheme on offense to counteract that, you right. know? I feel like Mitch got hit with the ultimate disrespect at the beginning of the season and it shook him the whole year when uh, – uh, what was the boy from Green Bay? Wasn't Amos. I can't think of his name. They cornerback. Uh, he was like, we knew – Make Mitch be a quarterback. Oh yeah, that was that, that was the ultimate disrespectful line that I heard all season. And I was like, bro, and it and honestly, it seemed like after that, everybody was like, okay, yeah. we're okay. gonna let you throw. And see, we're gonna see how well you can throw. The thing that's the thing in football. It's all a chess game, and mm-hmm. once people figure you out, it's a wrap. You know, so yeah. like once I figure you out, you know, it's over. You know, but it, until is then, it, is, it know. This, is that that superstar gene where, like, okay, you figured me out. Now I'm going to adjust again. Because, well, of think, course, we I know teams. That, you see Khalil Mack. At some point, it's just pure strength. But you see Khalil Mack. Teams know how to scheme against them. And Khalil Mack just like, okay, but, yeah, but I'm still Khalil Mack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, some some players are just great. Yeah. And, I mean, that just is what it is. And they that's what separates them from everybody else. Yeah. But – He's on one side. Who's on that other side? Right? You see, that's that's what makes a difference, and that's you know a lot of what you had last year. You knew that they were getting home. Yeah, they're coming home. So, <laughs> so, it, it, and like you said, it, it's about who's on that other side. Right now, Leonard Floyd's on that other side. Mm-hmm. Is should the coaches be looking at him like, what are you doing? Why aren't you getting home? Because. Clearly, they're committing three guys to Khalil Mack. Is it on the rest of the defense to step up? Because you are you getting one on ones in them situations pretty much. See, it really depends on their blocking scheme and then what they're running, right? So, you know that, and and you're being able to get them in a third and long situation, yeah, uh, in which you can, or a second and long situation in which you can create those sacks right. and those opportunities for those strip fumbles and all those things. Right. So, you know, but if they're if they're able to gain yards on first down and second down, now you have a third and short or something like that. It makes it, you know, yeah. getting a pass rush isn't because it's going to be quick games. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you have teams who can, you know, three step drops, get the ball out, that pass rush isn't going to really be there. Yeah. Is, is that effective? Is that the hardest thing to deal with as a as a defense when, when guys are like, all right, well, the line's coming. Uh, especially with Chuck Pagano, you know, he's sending everybody to the house. Yeah. Um, is that the hardest thing to deal with as a defense where it's like, because I heard Alex Smith on um, Bears After Show, he was like, we hated, we loved blitzing, but we hated blitzing because now we can't be back. We can't do what we like to do most as, as, uh, um, as the front four. Now we've got to rush everybody basically, and we don't have any protection back here. Yeah, so I mean, you got to get home, right? Like you got to get home, and if like, you don't, it's and like you got to get that pressure there. Yeah. Otherwise, you leave your DBs out to dry. Yeah, and you know, you know, three, you know, four seconds is a lifetime, especially on a blitz. Yeah, you know, if they side, you know, sidestep a blitz, or you know, everyone gets blocked. Ah, good night, Irene. You yeah, know, unless you, you know, and, and it's really hard to clamp down. You know, these receivers uncover, and they're good at this they at are this really level. Good. <laughs> really good. I mean, 
People don't I, understand how fast they're moving. I, I think, as I watch the current NFL today, I think in the 90s and early 2000s, there were guys. But I almost feel like every team in the league has a guy that's like, listen, he's a top wide receiver. Like, if you put him on this team, they would dominate. So I feel like we're in the best generation for wide receivers and I would say quarterbacks almost right now what we're watching. I think it's different though now. Yeah. You know why? You can't kill nobody? No. Well, let's oh. <laughs> not use such words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't hit people. Oh, let's leave it at that. Yeah. You can't hit people. <laughs> but you can't, you can't hit anybody beyond five yards. Right. That's so, true. I mean, you get free reign to receivers Ooh. to run around Could you and do whatever they want. Now? <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just different. And I think the Patriots kind of paved that way with that, of uh, being able to, uh, you know, bang the receivers and, and do right. what they wanted. Right. And, you know, and that's how kind of the rule got changed around that time. And they were shutting down the Colts and Peyton Manning. You know, so it's, it's you know. It's those, different. Those, it's, it's different, right? It's different. So it's not. So it looked a lot better. orange. Comparison, I think, to me. Yeah, it looked a lot better. And that's how I feel about, uh, like, the NBA. When when people, because Muggs come out, and, and I think it was uh, uh, not James Dolan, um, whoever the owner is in Houston. Is it James Dolan? Maybe. I fact check that. But um, <laughs> he said James Harden is the best score he's ever seen. And I was like, he's really good. But I ain't seen nobody play defense in a season, <laughs> like you know, like. And then they, but they put on those '90s clips, and it's just like ah, people weren't playing defense there too at times. And I think think people think about people who drive into the basket, yeah. and, you know, they think about the Bulls and the Pistons and all those games. Well, you know, you know, you know I think and, about and the, the Bulls, people fighting, yeah. you know, all that. But you know, there's still plenty of games where, you know, guys just pulling up and shooting. You know, yeah. I think it's, you know. It's kind of one of those things, the older we get, the better we were. You know, that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know. Because mm-hmm. I swear, boy, back in the day, I was the man on the yeah. baseball diamond in high school. <laughs> boy, you can't tell me nothing. Knock that thing 450. Man, no, our team was terrible, actually. We had uh, we had one player, and he actually went to play, like, D2 college ball, I think. Okay. And we used to get beat by football scores. I played in North Chicago, so. I went to North Chicago, so yeah, we got beat. Bad. Oh wow, like we got beat real bad. Built character though. It, yeah, I, okay, yeah, that's one way to look at it. That's one way to look at it. Um, I wouldn't look at it that way. I would look at it as dang, y'all don't know how to throw a slider. <laughs> well, man, y'all, you should have them in practice. You know what? Our our team, our sport was basketball. We went down state for basketball three times. Okay, and everybody just volunteered for baseball. That was the thing. You know when you when you what, what was y'all did y'all have multiple when you were there? Mm-hmm. Y'all had multiple like good teams at once? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we didn't. So like our football team was really good the year before I got there, like really good. And after that, the next class that came in was all basketball players. And so like everybody on the field oh, wow. was basically the basketball players that couldn't make the basketball team. And then, like, the regular kids, they play. You know, it's yeah. always that one kid that's, like, just fat. And they're like, you should be offensive lineman. It's like, no, he's just fat. Like, he's not agile. He's just fat. <laughs> so, we had basketball. And um, we went down state 
three times. We got to the championship game twice. And we lost both of them. So. But you got there. But we got there. We got there. There's memories that I'll never forget. That's what counts. There's memories that I'll never forget. <laughs> um, I don't even know how we got there. But, they, they, man, we having good conversation man, you're, getting, you're getting a lot of therapy. We are having good. Tonight, listen, man. I'm That's glad good, you're man. here, bro. I'm glad you're here. You're really helping me through some things. Tell your co-host. He's <laughs> thing or two. You got things to talk about. Um, getting back on, on the football side. <laughs> Tell him, man. Tell him. Hey, man. real talk. I ain't even mad at you. Getting back on kind of the football side of things. I want to ask you about Club Dub. <laughs> How do you feel about Club Dub, first off, in the, in these later games, in these later games? Look, it, you know what? Have fun. Like, it's, it's – Thank you. You work so hard. Thank you. During the week. I mean, have fun. Like, you should celebrate winning the game. Yeah. People are going to go out there to watch you win the game. Should you not celebrate? Should yeah. you not feel good about winning? I mean, you know, you have to keep your morale up. You have to keep that, that sharp mentality right. of keeping things fun. Because it's hard to play. It, this game becomes incredibly hard once it's no longer fun. Mm-hmm. Once you're making it to a job, you know, and you have to remind yourself, I'm doing this for fun. I'm volunteering to be out here for fun. You're getting paid. A lot you know, of money. <laughs> but in essence, you're volunteering to be there. Kinda no yeah. one's making you be out. Right. You know, so have fun. Do you do you like that consistency as a professional from a coach? Because a lot of coaches, you know, especially when things get tough, like it's all fun and games in the locker room, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we've lost four games in a row. Everybody start working, start grinding those. But it seemed like Matt Nagy's been like, we're not going to change anything we did in the season that we went 12 and four, in the season that we're now six and six. Do you like I mean, that consistency? Or- I mean, you, you have to look at it like, you know, doesn't make sense for your team and your culture. Right. And that's why you, that's how you look at it. It may work right here with this team. It may not work with another team. So, you know, and that's funny, like going from one team to another, uh, my experience is like this is a whole nother situation mm-hmm. and this would not work over there. So I think, you know, if that's what he's built there and that's the culture, then cool. Be cool with it. I mean, you need to be loose. You don't want to be uptight. Yeah. You don't want to be – like you take this really serious, but at the same time, it can't be serious, if that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you you can't just lose your mind over this. You know, you, you, you got to keep that mindset. You got to keep that mindset of like, fun. right. You got to have fun, you know? It's, so it's, it, in essence, it honestly is those lessons they teach you in Pee Wee in high school, mm-hmm. but like y'all are just amazing athletes. Like, it's still like, and I hear Matt say it when they mic when they mic up Mitch. He's always like, "You having fun out there? Come, go have fun, man. We just playing. Have fun." Is it? It's really like that. Like you still in that like high school mentality of it, but like y'all are just really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you like I can't say it enough. You have to have fun. Yeah. Like it's just like going to work every day. You know, like that's practice is not necessarily fun. Right. Like especially during the week we talked about for that Thursday night game. Like, you're sore. Yeah. Like, you're tired. Yeah. You're irritable. And guess what? It's cold. So, <laughs> you know, like it's, you know, and you have everything else outside of work that's going on in your life. Yeah. You know, whatever that may be. So, you know, you have to you have to use those two to three hours or three hours on Sunday as your fun for the week. Right. You know, you know 
I mean, you should really try to have fun every day, but that most certainly should be fun. But it's it's not fun getting your butt kicked and losing. No. I, I I can imagine that that would not be fun. No, <laughs> I can imagine that that not would not, not at all be fun, especially when it's the expectations the Bears had. Yeah, you know we and honestly, in my mind, I was like. This Super Bowl or bust right here. Like, this is the team. We can do it. I thought Trubisky was going to take that step. Um, he he looked we all did. decent last year. I, I, I'm I not like, going to say. Man, it's going to be more offensive scheme. Man. It's going it, to be receivers running everywhere. <laughs> and is it is it more on Trubisky for not taking that step or is it on Nagy for not unlocking it? Because we can see. I think that's, I think that's the biggest question mark mm-hmm. is we don't know. Is it overcoaching or is it just a lack of development and a ceiling? You know, have you hit a ceiling? Like you have all these attributes, but have you hit a ceiling as far as your development right. in this system? Right. You know, and I think that's that's the scary part to think about. You it's know, so because scary. you you really you really bet a lot on this pick. <laughs> you know, a lot. I mean, does this? So if it don't work out, I don't know if I asked. It. I don't think I finished asking it. If it doesn't work out. Does this go down as the biggest bust in Chicago history? Is the biggest bust? Uh, no, I don't think it no. goes down as the biggest bust because I think it was there was no hype around it. None. You see what whatsoever. I'm saying? Yeah. So I think a I think when you say a bust, there has to be the hype around it, and it was just kind of like what? Yeah. <laughs> they picked who? Yeah. You I know? didn't even know who Buddy was. I ain't even gonna stunt with you. You know, and I <laughs> you know look, I hope he's a you know fellow player and I really hope he has an amazing career yeah. and he goes on to have a Hall of Fame career. Me too. You know, <laughs> but, you know, we just don't know like what's going on. I mean, there's there's got to be something. It's either the scheme or he's just not the right person for it. Right. Because I think he had, like like we said, man, he has all the all the I've seen him make every tools. throw. I've he seen him make every tools. throw. Yeah. You know. It's, it's, and I think that's what's weird because like like I said, I've seen him make all the throws that Pat yeah. Mahomes has made. I mean, minus the no look stuff, but yeah, like, absolutely, I've seen him. I know that you can make a fifty yard pass and hit Allen Robinson in the hands, back shoulder, while he's falling into the end zone, and it's in the only spot where the receiver can catch it. And then two plays later, I've seen you have Taylor Gabriel wide open and miss, and miss him by ten yards. Like <laughs> it's. I think is it an excitement in that moment? Like, be. I think sometimes the game needs to slow down for you, yeah. and you might be moving too fast. Yeah, uh, you know, and eventually you settle in, and you're like, you feel comfortable, and you're just in your moment. But I don't know if he if he has the right system for him yet. Yeah, you know, at this point, like, are, are I don't we, know what what will make him thrive, or are, do you need some different personnel? Maybe. You know? I think I, I honestly I think that moving the offensive line around really messed things up. I don't know why they did that, but I think switching James Daniels and Cody Whitehair really messed things up because James Daniels was getting pushed into Mitch Lap on almost every other play, and I was like, I mean, he's bad. Like, don't get me wrong, Mitch is not playing well, but he got a three hundred pound man trying to tackle him every play. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it's I like mean, your offensive line plays everything. You know everything. that's. If you have time to throw, you know, that it changes the game, yeah. you know. But it's 
you know, if you're if you feel uncomfortable, if you don't trust your line, if you feel like you got to do more than you need to, yeah. if you got to get out of there, that just you know, it's, it's hard for you to play confident when you don't feel like you're gonna have your protection there and everything's in place. You know, right? It's it's almost like it's almost like Mitch need because cause he was very vocal. He was like, I want to get Cody back at center. It's almost like he was never really comfortable with James there and it threw a lot of things off for the team. Like that that switch of personnel really like that quarter I mean the quarterback to center combination has got to be your most important combination yeah. on the football field. Yeah. So it seems like just like Nagy trying Kind of going back to that, it's like he's trying to force things into place just the way he want them. Like, he's a center. He was a center in college. He should be a center here. Well, you know what? Like, when we talk about coaching, you know, there's there's ego. Like, in players, there's ego in coaching. Like, sometimes you try to force things. And, again, you love to be a fly on the wall versus mm-hmm. just seeing it on Sunday. Man, I swear. Sometimes. <laughs> like, you want to know, like, what's behind the scenes. And I've been in situations with coaches, and they're just like, no, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to move this way. And it's right. like, but we could do this, this, and this. You know, and it, you know, you never know <laughs> what someone's thinking. So you hope that it's a situation in which uh, it is the right decision right. or it is the best decision, although we, we may not like it. You know, we don't know the injury situation. We don't know right. skill set situation on who's more comfortable here or there, whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, anyone who's stubborn to a point that doesn't want to be flexible, uh, you know, it doesn't bode well for your football team because you have to be able to adapt and change and do something different, right? Is is that because on the flip side, Lamar Jackson looked like the greatest thing since Michael Vick. But we clearly see that Baltimore changed what they wanted to do offensively with him from what they were doing the year before. Well, you, I, I point to that playoff game versus San Diego. Yes. They had the scheme. Yes. And they schemed him, and he couldn't do anything with it. Yes. Now, granted, he has more experience. He has more understanding, and they're running a different scheme, and he's really making some amazing Superman plays. I mean, he's taking <laughs> off. I mean, he's, he's like hitting the turbo button and takes off, right? Yeah. So he's doing some great individual effort things, and they're blocking for him, and they're doing – and I would think that – Teams will go back to that San Diego look, but I guess they can't do that. Maybe because it ain't just, working, you know. <laughs> they, you know, they've schemed, right? right? So, again, you got to come back and scheme. You have to make the adjustments on your own. And teams will look, you know, to make that same adjustment next year because now they'll try to find an offseason. They'll spend the offseason trying to figure things out and see how they can uh, stop him. Right. And I, I think if it works again next year, oof. But I think for him to try to keep taking that punishment for hits. Yeah, that's what you know. I always wonder about with, with running quarterbacks. Is, and that's that's why I get – mentally, it makes sense what Nagy's trying to do with Mitch. Your career is going to last longer if you're in the pocket not taking hits. But we well, see he's an athlete. Well, you, yeah, I mean, it, it's different when it's designed quarterback runs, right? Right. Running an option or doing something like that versus, right. you know, Scrambling you just – taking off or you doing bootleg or you just figuring it out and you just see no one open, you know, just take off, go get the yards and slide. Right. You know, I think that's different. And, you know, I think that's an instinctual thing as well. Like you figuring out, you know, but, you know, if you're trying to be, if you're trying to overthink and you're overcoached to sit in the pocket, stay there, yeah. make sure you see everybody down. Yeah. Sometimes it's not there, man. Go. go. Because that makes the defense respect you now 
and it changes the way they do things. So now the threat of you running, they come up, boop, throw it right behind yeah. you. You know. And I think I think we saw that with Mitch a lot last year, especially in in uh, some of those, especially in that that playoff game against Philly. He used his legs a couple of times, and it was like they Philly had it perfectly defended. Yeah. And Mitch's legs broke things down for him, which helped them get that drive. It's almost like they've taken him and they're like, no, you have to be a pocket passer because that's how you're going to stay in this league forever. I'm telling you. And man, they, if you don't do – and now Mitch is like, well, now nah, I can never run. You know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you watch it. you like, have you made someone one-dimensional? Have yeah. you made them one-dimensional in the way they think and what they're trying to do and get accomplished? Yeah. And I think sometimes – you just have to let somebody be who they are. Obviously, you want them to be better, but the the natural thing about them, you take that away from them, and it's you can't make people into something that they're not. You know, right. and that's the hard part in coaching is trying to figure out when to put on the gas and when to take it off and just let them be who they are. Right. You know. Now coming in, kind of kind of looking forward, we've heard a lot of talk about the Bears. Of course, they don't have a first round pick. They're probably going to be looking for a quarterback second round. And then a lot of talk has been on bringing in a veteran. Does that, like, we're going to bring in somebody else to replace you. But he's not replacing you, but he's definitely here to replace you if you do bad. Does that light a fire under you as a player? Or is it more like you just feel stressed? I mean, you're a competitor. So, I mean, you, I mean, (laughs) somebody coming in, I mean, that's the name of the game, right? Right. Like, you're supposed to bring in somebody to try to get your team better. Right. You know, so I, I don't. I don't see an issue with that. I right. think as an individual, that's something where you set your goals and you try to make sure that you're getting better and, and you show up. You know, yeah. like I don't understand that with basketball, that argument. I know this is going off on a different That's okay. Let's go. But it's podcast. Let's go. <laughs> basketball and NBA, they say, oh, they're stacking teams. And I'm like, what is what is the purpose of the GM's job? <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to build the best team you can build? Yeah. And I mean, I think the arguments are silly as yeah. far as that goes. So we didn't build teams back then. It's like, well, I'm sorry, I'm trying to win games. Yeah. So if you're not trying to have the best team possible, the best players on that team, like that sounds insane to me. Uh, you know, if you want some sort of morality badge or moral badge, you know, like you, I I feel like with with we don't use that in football at all because the Bears got Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack made a huge difference. And it still didn't change things, but, but it, it would that would be an, an insane argument yeah, to say we yeah, didn't stack the team, we yeah, didn't try to, we didn't try to do everything players. for it. I'm sorry, don't we recruit kids out of <laughs> high school to to, uh, to go to colleges yeah. so you can build the best team? All of a sudden, you're supposed to get to the NBA and just have whomever on the team. Yeah, like that doesn't even make any sense to me. It's 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 a fan it. argument, man. It's a fan argument, and and the only thing I say is. The team is more appealing to me. You know what it is, honestly? I'll say this. I think it's more because you say this is what the GM is supposed to do. But a lot of what we saw with stacking teams like LeBron, Pat Riley was just kind of there. LeBron called up all his boys and was like, let's all go here. Let's control the NBA. Let's just. So I think a lot of people didn't like that aspect that's, of it. To me, that's, that's, that's stupid. Yeah. Like – I want to build the best team yeah. and have the best players. Yeah. Who cares if I have the, so much? It's unfair that you have talent. Excuse me. This is a, this is a competitive sport. This is the whole point. What other company in the world or business 
doesn't want the best talent there. 100. You can't make that argument in any other situation. I, I think the fan argument is more loyalty, too. Like, I'm a Bears fan. I'm going to be a Bears fan if they're good or bad. I can't change my team. I could change my team, but I just I don't have that in me. I'm not going to change my team. So, with the NBA, LeBron left Cleveland. Them Cleveland fans are like, you were us. Like, you're – the, you're the best athlete every, we're going to get. Every single fan there will leave their job for a better opportunity. 100%. You know, 100%. Very few people are going to stay in a situation. And that's, very few people, that's trash. Very, <laughs> very few people have options, and that's the difference. Mm. That's a whole new mentality of you having options, mm. especially as a professional athlete, right? Yeah. There is no class to be a professional athlete. Yeah. You want to be an accountant, you study accounting. You want to be a doctor, you study medicine, lawyer, law. There is no class for being a professional athlete. So you have to understand this is a finite job. And when it's over, it's when it's over, it's over. Yeah. And not too many people get options to to where they're going to get to a second, third, fourth contract and continue to play and have a say yeah. in what they're going to do. Because for the most part, as a professional athlete, you are a product. This Nestle Pure Life is a product. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have much say. It gets consumed. And right. once it's consumed, what do we do with it? Throw it away. Throw it out. So you know, being LeBron, being able to you know reinvent himself and do different things, like that's amazing. Yeah. But for the most part, like you don't get those options. Yeah. You know. Like, and he, even as a player, I feel like a lot of players don't get those options. Like how many? Honestly, how many people you think in the league want to be like? No, I don't want to play for the Cleveland I mean, Cavaliers then, my whole the, life. And like, then the, and then the loyalty aspect and peace is this too. Like this is a business, right? Yeah. So it's. You know, it's like you get caught up in it and it's, and things are all good and you can be loyal when you've balled and, and brought a lot to the table and, you know, people like you and everything else. And that's, that's all well and good. But when you decline or they don't like you anymore, you're out of there. You're right. So, I mean, it's... Right. <laughs> and, and honestly, you think about our Chicago team, Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, that's a lot of why people uh, uh, dislike Jerry Reinsdorf because Jerry Reinsdorf is loyal to a fault. And I've said it on on my podcast, you know, like Jerry kept Joakim Noah when Joakim Noah knees stopped working. Like he actually couldn't play anymore. And Jerry was like, no, give him money. He's been here forever. He's been, he bleeds sea red. Keep him here. As a player, I want to play for an owner like that. Yeah. yeah. But as a a fan, it's tough because it's like, okay, but our team is is declining. Our team is continuously declining. It's very tough. Uh, I had to. I've had to cover it, and it ain't getting much better in the Bulls front right now. <laughs> I. Uh, it's, it's very depressing. Uh, you know, I was. I was looking at my life the other day. I was like, "You really want to uh, cover Chicago sports for the rest of your life, huh?" Because it's tough out here, man. Our teams no, are, man, are when struggling. It's good, it's good. When it's good, it's so good. Because trust me, there's a lot of other cities you could be covering. Oh my! And God. let me tell you, buddy, you're not covering <laughs> many wins. So I mean, the thing is, here is you're still going to get excitement from fans. Yeah. Every year is like a, it's a new year. Yeah. Every year is our year. Every year is our year. Every year is our year. So I mean, uh, think about it. Like you, you're in one of the most exciting sports landscapes in the country, Fact. in the world. Fact. You know. So I mean. And we I, take it for granted because we grew up here. It's, just, it's like, yeah, 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 you got all this, you got all that. You know, it's, I agree with Anthony Davis. I honestly believe Chicago is the the mecca of sports. I honestly believe that because now when it comes to championships, when it comes to what we've done, I don't think that. But as a as a fan base, oh man, it's crazy. I know mugs that are like ready to go to blows when you turn. I'm like, all right, calm down. Like we don't need that. Like we don't need no fisticuffs. Let's keep it all positive vibes. Yeah. But I've seen mugs literally like just like. 
bro, you don't know what you're talking about on this, like, the Bears are this and that. And, like, they be ready to fight. And I'm like, all right, like, this this passion is a little too much. I'm going to need you to take 20% off there. Hey, if you've ever been to a uh, Dallas versus Philly game. No, no, well, no, that, no, that is passion. a fight. That is that a fight. Is <laughs> It's it's Blood a is leaking, man. Literally, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's like, almost like, that's almost up there. I would put Dallas and Philly, Green Bay and Chicago, fan wise, fan wise. Yeah. I would put those games up there with like how soccer fans are at stadiums. Oh, they're crazy because soccer fans come like this is my country. Like here, we like this is my city. You know, I'm from here, but we all from America. Yeah, soccer fans are like this is my country. I will fight you for mine. It's like, which you, is crazy because soccer is not a real aggressive sport. At like all, that, you know, at all. I mean, it's definitely contact and they're bumping each other, but like, as far as it goes, yeah. like, you know, there's nothing really aggressive about it. Like, no one's dunking on you, and no one's, you know, lowering their shoulder into you. I think the biggest moment you can get is like Ronaldo when he be crossing mugs up. Like that. That's like their high. Like you know, amazing. in the NBA, we see a cross. Almost every night. But man, it's so hyped up. Yeah. Like, the crowd is going crazy. Just the energy Bruh. alone is just... It's the only sport, because when you watch American sports, you literally see, like, you'll see 50 Bears jerseys, yeah. and then, like, a couple Dallas jerseys smattered in there, or whatever team they're playing. You see the divide in soccer. It's like, okay, y'all are for this country. Y'all yeah. are for this country. There's clearly a segregation here. <laughs> And I think that's the difference, though, when you really break it down to, yeah. like, it's one conglomerate, one country. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest difference now that I sit here and think about it. Yeah. Because we're so saturated with teams over here, we take that for granted again. Like, you have, you know, all these different teams all across the country. Yeah. Imagine just cheering for one team. And I think that's why people get hyped during the Olympics, too. For sure. You know? For sure, and I think it's I think it's because a lot of a lot of people now, especially uh, uh, newer sports fans that are coming up, and, and the younger younger sports fans, they're more fans of players. Yeah, like I know guys that were Oakland fans and literally were like, oh, "I'm a Bears fan." I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "Khalil make my favorite player." And I was like, "Really?" Yeah, we like, you just switched teams. Again, options. We yeah, have, mad options. We, <laughs> we can uh, pick and choose and be fair weather. You know, I don't think you can walk around like soccer. Like if you in the wrong country, like you better not have on like a real Madrid jersey. Like jump on you, you gonna have some problems. <laughs> you gonna have some problems. Uh, <laughs> that's that is crazy when you think about it, though. When you think about like the difference, in, like we almost take it for granted. I mean, what we it. have here. I mean, and they're like, would, this is my team. We're so saturated, yeah. and it's everywhere you look. I yeah. mean, from from high school to colleges to you know, and you can professionals. pick what you want to watch. Yeah. You can be like, like I know guys that are literally like, I don't watch NFL football. I only watch college. Yeah. I'm like, why? And they're like, because the kids play harder. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, they don't watch it. Like, that's crazy to me. Because I, I mean, like the progression. You know, I, I watch much from high school and then be like, Oh, this mug is cold. Yeah. Oh, now he in the league. Oh, he really cold. I knew yeah. he was going to be cold. It's almost like getting up on some music. When yeah. you hear that fire that first that and that you want to put mugs on and you like, listen to this. And they're like, oh, snap, okay, yeah. And then you hear him on the radio. It's like that validation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I told y'all. I told y'all he was going to be cold. And so it's it's like you said. It's almost like we take it for granted because we have so much. Like down south, there's states that don't even mess with the internet. Like down south, half of it's Dallas Cowboys fans. 
And then the other half is like, if you're not an Alabama fan, well, you got you're watching high school football. But see, there's states without professional teams. Exactly. So I mean, you got like Alabama, Mississippi. So I mean, college football, they believe what you know, or college sports is yeah. going to rule the day down there. Yeah. Like it's, it's just no other teams there. That's crazy. You know? That's crazy. We opening up a lot of doors up in here, man. Mental doors. We breaking some barriers out here. I like this. So your co-host might <laughs> get replaced. Hey, oh, oh, snap. Oh, Shot snap. Fire. Shot Shots fire. have been fired. It's wild out here. Ringo, he's coming for your job. No, I'm not. We, no, got, I'm not. we, got, we got three mics. Maybe it's I okay. Am. It's Maybe okay. Hey, we'll see what happens. No, we'll see what, no I'm just playing. <laughs> we're, we're just playing. We'll see you back. Uh, no. But, uh... <laughs> Now, um, so I want to get your thoughts on on just a couple more things, and then you know I don't know what your time constraints are, so uh, we won't keep you here all night. But I spoke about um, Bears bringing in competition at, at the quarterback position. Yeah, we saw a lot of people get hyped when Colin Kaepernick did his tryout. Yeah. You know, the whole thing went down. Where are you, especially as the, the alumni president, where are you at on Colin being in the league? Should he be getting these jobs or is there a collusion to keep him out? I kind of think it's funny. Like people, it's like it goes back and forth and people have their different sides. But yeah. like if you just had a settlement. Yeah. So I guess to prove either they settled to not have the issue or it was proven to me, I'm like, it's kind of weird that people are arguing. I guess it's like you already know what the deal is. Yeah. And the kind of the fact that it's, you know, that week of if it wasn't that way or it wasn't that way. you know, Was that like real the week, weird, the Saturday practice thing? On, was man. it real weird? Because for me, come you on, know. Man, I, on a Saturday, yeah. what GM, what what high-level personnel can make it on Do GMs Saturday? go to tryouts, though? What, what, what I'm saying is. Top scouts and stuff like that. I mean. Because Saturday know, is college football day. So your top scouts are going to be looking for young talent. I mean that. Yeah. And then the fact of the matter is you play a game the next day. True. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was really weird. Yeah. I thought it was something. I thought it was a lot of PR hype uh, surrounding it, which a, a lot of it, is, you know, yeah. for the most part been. So, to me, I didn't, you know, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like if you're going to. If you're going to let him play, let him play. You know, if he wants to play, let him play, you know, show up and help a team. If not, you know. How how I look at it is, and and, and this is something, you know, my mom's always with. You, suppose, you go where you are wanted, not where you want to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Colin is clearly not wanted. In the NFL. And I think that his message is bigger than the NFL. And we know they dirty. Like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't say that. We know we know there's something going on that's keeping him out. Because he's clearly better than a lot of these well, dudes that I, are playing. I, I'll break some things down for you. Um, Please or, do. Or, or some other things down. You got to realize that the NFL is uh, is in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. It is not a social justice. You're right. Uh, it's not in the business of social justice. Right. Per se. Right. So a lot of people are like, <clears throat> you know, use your platform, use this, use that. But I think with anything that you use with a platform, there has to be an end goal, right? So I think a lot of this thing just kind of snowballed. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it took on a life of its own with a narrative over here, a narrative over there. It's just like, right. no, 
I, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. No, you're doing it because of this. Exactly. No, you're doing it because of this. Exactly. No, I'm doing it because of this. No. So it, it starts taking on all these different pathways and people start trying to jump on it and take the shine from it and, and create their own thing from it. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> you have to realize as a business person, uh, I don't want anything that's going to hurt myself. Yeah. So, whether it's right or wrong, people don't want anything that's going to hurt themselves. Right. No, these are the owners. This is what they want. And again, they're not in the social justice business. No, they're in the money. So <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, the NFL don't care. It's like, well, why would they? They're in the entertainment business. Right. They're not in that. They're not. That hasn't been their message. This is not what it's about. It's about selling seats. And this isn't. It's not about everything else. And I think it was. If it was something in which they could control the narrative. If Colin could have controlled the narrative, but he couldn't because it just took on so many different ways and it just spread like wildfire, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's just one of those unfortunate things in which you had a, a key moment to really, um, not to say it hasn't sparked change, which it, ha- it, has, it has for sure, but being able to really have something concrete to walk away with it from because there was, there was no ass at the end of the day. It was just pointing out like, okay, like this table is black, but what are we doing about it? Right. You know? Right. I is is there is there a little bit of fault on Colin when when the whole thing went down? Cause, you know, Stephen A was going and he was like, you don't want to be in the league because, you know, if you did, you would have went to that trial. You would have signed this paperwork, which you signed well, previously. I think, I think uh you know, not hearing all every last interview that Stephen A. did on it, right. he said he kind of admitted like, "Well, I don't really know what all happened." So, yeah, I think it's what you signed in a waiver or whatever the case may be, yeah. whatever that paperwork was. Yeah. I understand that him not being able to film it, and I think you know, like if you're springing something on somebody within a week, I think it's you know, it is what it is. But I think you know, we don't know exactly how what intentions know. were and everything else behind the scenes. And I think that's where people need to kind of just stop, stop talking. Right. I think that's how things kind of continue to spread because people are talking before they know facts about anything. And they just talk, 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 talk. Well, first take daily. They got to have something to talk about. (laughs) And I understand that. Right. So I think when it's all said and done is, you know, and you may never really get all the full facts, but you think you would, you know, but I, I, you know, I just, I think it was more of a circus than anything. Like, you would like to see it done the right way. You'd like to see a player come in on a Monday and work out right. like, you know, a regular player would. But, you know, the fact that it's done in a neutral site, you know, I don't, you know, I don't. It was it was, it was a weird, it was a I weird just don't dynamic. I the purpose of that. And I know they said they were planning it for weeks. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, that's, that's unusual, right? And like people have said, it might set a precedent for, free agents that want to work out. But I don't think it will, though. Yeah. Because I think that might be. But I, I, this isn't the first time we've seen the NFL do this. I, I think a lot of people, like, they're like, because it's Colin, they compartmentalize it to Colin. But I remember when T.O. was trying to get back in the league. Yeah. They did the exact same thing, and they were like, we're also going to put it on NFL Network. So everybody could see T.O.'s workout, and it was just, it was, I think it was, in Dallas, I think it was in. So, like, he went to, like, of course, a stadium where he played. But I think Chad Johnson did kind of the same thing where they were like, well, we'll bring you in and get a bunch of teams to watch you. So, like, 
it's not something new, but it was a weird dynamic. It was almost like the NFL was doing it like, look, you want a job? Here's a job. I mean, you got to <laughs> think about it. Oh, it's going to be on Saturday. This week? You know, like, right. you, like is to me, it's like you didn't give me time to prepare. You right. didn't give me... Not that you you say you're in shape, that's cool, but at least give me a few, uh, at least two weeks out. I yeah. mean, uh, I, you know, uh, you know, now, I don't know, man. It's just kind of, it's just all kind of weird to me. What that this this is my main thing too. What what can you glean from from the workout? Because from what I saw from the video that Colin put out, I mean, and they they said he still arm, ha- your arm is still there. Yeah. You know, you look in shape. You're running around. So I mean, you you don't know anything until you get on the field and you start looking at the playbook. And that's the thing. So, I don't I mean, think the problem with Colin was hit, all of a sudden he couldn't throw fifty yards down the field and hit receivers in the hands anymore. The problem was, like you said before, the NFL adjusts to you. And I think when the league adjusted, Colin wasn't able to adjust back. If he was, I feel like no matter like imagine if Cam Newton took the knee, healthy Cam Newton took the knee. Well, he would be on a thing, team. The thing. And this is the crazy thing about it. Colin didn't wasn't even taking a knee. It yeah. was the army vet that asked him to take a knee. Exactly. As a sign exactly. of respect. Yeah. And really, Colin was just sitting on the bench and had no press actually asked him. It may not have ever been a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so it's, it's just... You know, I think there were moments question. Colin took it too far though when he wore the the pig socks, the cop pig think, socks, and I think uh, again, I think again when you have that 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 platform, you find a way to control that narrative yeah. and, and make it go. But again, what is your end goal? Right. Anything that you're doing in life, you need to have some sort of end goal to it. You know, as far as doing that, you know, otherwise it's just it, it can go this way or that way, and it did go this way or that way. Because at the end of the day, what's your ax? Right. You know, what is your end goal? What is your ax? You know, you can feel however you want to feel about it, but, you know, <laughs> what is your ax? So so with that, if his end goal is, of course, to get back on the team, he doesn't go to the practice. He then goes and runs his own practice at an Atlanta high school field, and then he – Instantly disses the NFL and his in his interviews after. He's like, the NFL don't want me. It's all good. You know, they just hating. He didn't really say that. Like, that would have been wild. But, you know, like, he instantly, like, took shots at the owners. What is your end goal? Do you – what's Stephen A. right? Do you really not want a job or do you want to get back in the limelight a little bit? It might be – I don't know. I can't speak for him. Right, and that's, right. And that's the important thing is for me not to speak for him. Yeah. It's just to look at it that perhaps you're doing things on your own terms to show, you know, you're not going to be bullied or whatever the case may be. Right. And that's not the first time that a, an athlete has done that. It's yeah. showing that I'm not going to be pushed around. Yeah. I'm not going to be controlled. And I think that's kind of what is, you know, the situation. But I can't really imagine the psychological impact that has yeah. um, or mental state that has on you if that has caused any depression or anything like that. I don't I don't want that to sound negative anyway. Right, yeah. Just like, you know, when you step away from the game, it's, that's hard. And yeah. when you have the game taken away from you, that's it's hard too. Yeah. So, you know, I can't imagine, you know, I'm sure there's been some anger and everything else, of, you know, behind the scenes. Um, and probably watching week in and week out knowing I'm better than him. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Because there's been and some dude, so many like jobs Detroit, over. like well, I guess you know every time they do it, they they beat us or almost beat us. But you know, like watching like David Blau or you know those guys come in, it's like 
Come on, bro. You you going to your third string? But again, like you have to switch your mind up and think business wise. Like as a business person, like do I want somebody coming in who's going to be a distraction? Yeah. To my team, and then but in that same breath of saying making that statement, yeah. there's so many distractions and news that comes from the NFL of domestic violence of wow. you know all types of Man. stuff and you know a lot of stuff that's like that doesn't cause a distraction. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of keep that argument but at the end of the day is the is the key thing to that do your fans care right you know right. they may not care about those other things which is you know that's terrible right it, it is it's but terrible. you're right but if they you know don't care about this okay cool you know and it's it's, it's kind of like you you do you want you want to look, look you're, you're 100% right because listen bears fans here were like Kareem Hunt's a terrible person. He should never have done that. They cut him. Hey Matt, get on the phone. Like I know, I know the people that was on that. Like they were like, I don't. Okay, yeah, he 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 hit that girl. See, that's the but difference. can that's, he still play football? And that's the difference. Yeah, again. But I feel like I feel like business. coaches and owners are like that too, though. It's a business, man. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah, I mean, and it's about, about W's. Think about people that on everyday jobs that do stuff and you get away from it. There's yeah. a lot of people that know that, you know, someone at their job, their coworker is a part of domestic abuse yeah. or drinks too much or some drugs or does some really egregious stuff, mm-hmm. right? And they turn the other eye yeah. because they're talented and or they just don't want to say anything. Right. You know, they don't want to mess themselves up. So, I mean, it's just... You know, it's it's, it's tough. It's it's, it's a tough. it's a complicated world we live in. One hundred. It's you know? very it's very tough because and like I said, I think of Colin, it's Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Yeah, and he had done those things. Muzz would be like, "That's messed up." Oh, you win the Super Bowls though. Keep doing that. Like I don't think he'd be I out of the it, league. I think I think that difference that. in talent is what is what kind of is keeping him out. Crazy thing is, if it's not affecting the pockets. True. Well, you, maybe, you know what? Maybe I can't say that because you know what? AB's not on the team this year. So maybe I can't say that. But but look, he was on three different teams. He was on three different teams. Yes. I mean, and then you still, I mean, again, if you send out another message, it's like, come on, man. Like, you don't. Yeah. He He's out here like, I'm done with the NFL. I never play. My fault, Robert Kraft. It's like, come on, bro. You got to talk. You got to pick one side of your I mean, mouth to talk out of. <laughs> I mean, that, that is what it is. But it's just the fact that you send another message yeah. and you end up getting released. Yeah. Like, dude, you in the best position you could be in despite bro. all the stuff around it. Bro. That's why when we say uh, creates controversy, it only matters if people don't buy tickets to the game, if right. people aren't in the suites, right. if people aren't in that parking lot, if right. people aren't buying concessions. I mean, that, that kind of is what it is, and that's the – the complicated part of life, you know, you know, you and I might do the right thing, but you know, everybody we, won't. Everybody, everybody won't. Yeah. You know, that's one hundred, man. That's one hundred, man. Hey, I want to thank you for coming through to the show, yeah, bro. I appreciate it, man. This was this was dope, man. We gotta have you back. We yeah. gotta have you back. Um, yeah, we gotta get the other guy out of here. You know, we just, got- like, just like we talked. <laughs> I'll, I'll text your line, um, <laughs> Ringo. We miss you, man. Come back soon. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just like, but uh, do that to them, man. No, no, nah, nah, he coming back. He coming back. That's my bro. 
We're going to uh, get up out of here, though, man. We appreciate everybody who joined. We appreciate Corey for coming through. We hope you enjoyed it. We, we definitely do. Uh, you want to drop your socials and all that? Man, it's, it's so long. Um, can you put it on the screen? Like, at Corey is amazing. Right, right here where my finger is, perhaps. So um, <laughs> We can do some edit work on that. We got you. We got you, dog. Um, that's on everything, Twitter, all that? Yeah, but okay. it's A-M- A-Y-S-I-N-G. You're not going to remember all, all that. Right. Just, Text just it to me. What's on the screen? C-O-R-E-Y-M-A-Y-S. That's all you got to find. For sure, for sure. Um, it was a pleasure having you on the show, yeah, it's man. It's great to be here. You got man. anything going on, man, you want to let the people know about? Look, um, it's a lot going on, and that was a, a lot to try to do it, put into 10 seconds. Yeah. But, you know, I'm looking forward to a prosperous 2020 Mm. You know, and I'm sure you are too, man. I hope so. So that's the only thing we need to focus on. We got a lot of making sure we were part of that process for sure, for sure. Get to our goals. I love this positive conversation. Absolutely. Normally, I'm arguing with Ringo that like Mug shouldn't take a running back in the first round. That's just me. But uh, I love this conversation. All right, Uh, (laughs) we gonna get up out of here, man. We appreciate everybody who joined. Um, Like the video, subscribe to the page, subscribe to the podcast. It is your boy, Pat, the designer. Back at it again, as Ringo would say, tell your mamas to tell your mamas. Peace. Y'all stay safe out there, man. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does that. That's his line. (laughs) Tell your mamas to tell your mamas. (laughs) Y'all stay safe out there, man. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.